have a lot of regret and a lot more complications later on in life. And uh, I can't be around you because yeah. I despise being pregnant. There's yeah. nothing about pregnancy that I like. It was different and it was faster and it wasn't what we were expecting. And you know, in looking back, it, it was kind of ideal. For listeners that have Drew made it this far, Drew and Gina are no longer holding hands. <laughs> with a, one of these reddits to prompt yeah, yeah let's start they're, they're, they're juicy all right juicy reddit stories here we go entitled reddit number one how did you decide to have not have kids i'm 31 this week i don't think i want to have kids for various reasons mostly one ouch so much they don't tell you in sex ed about what your body goes through two i'm a sleepy gal kids should be super loved and that takes a lot of effort and time which sounds overwhelming three honestly state of the world Afraid of bringing kids into the world when it feels like it's crumbling, both environmentally and financially. All that said, part of me is still thinking about how I could cope with those things and wondering if I could get there. The idea of a family is beautiful, and I know my fiancé would be the best dad ever, but I'm worried I'm romanticizing things. Insights appreciated. Thanks. I feel like there's a lot of things. One of the things I recognize that she said was the fact that um, she felt like it's a lot of work. And almost in a way, it's like, it's a lot of work. And I don't think I'm ready or I want to do that. I think that's like a good enough reason honest. right there. Like, yeah. it, she was very honest. And like, I do like the fact that she thought like, oh, I think my fiance would be a good spouse. But that's not a reason or that's not a good enough reason to decide to have kids. Because even though I think Drew's a very, very great spouse, it doesn't make being a parent easier for mm. me because it's like okay they have a great dad but like i also need to make sure that like i need to be a you great mom wanted to be a mom <laughs> yeah and so then if she ends up doing this for her spouse or fiance and they may be a fantastic dad or even better i mean th there's also a chance that he may not be as great of a dad as she thinks she's he's going to be but in the end it still would be her pushing herself to do something that i don't think she kind of wants to do at this point and like it, it doesn't sound like it doesn't it. seem like a radical yes and for no. parenthood it almost feels like it's kind of got to be like a like heck yeah like yeah. parenthood versus like i don't really know i guess i'll try it it's like th that's a <laughs> that's hard that's hard to put on kids no, but there, i didn't hear anything major that would stop her from having kids either though like, yeah, you're not hearing, like, the heart into it, but, like, she's recognizing that she's having these feelings as well. Yeah. And so there's a lot of thought behind what she's saying. And so I think that's what's hard for me is it's, you're right, it's not an extreme yes or extreme no. Mm -hmm. You almost feel like someone would need to have that before having kids. Like, be adamant either way. Like, yes, I want kids. Just feels like this not a very no, wishy-washy decision. Like, it's hard to just be like, let's see how things shake out. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. Like, you can't, you know, there's there's no needs. like, oh, let's scrap it. I don't love it. It's not a career you're trying on. Like, so in, in my perspective, it feels like from her angle, there's nothing here that is like, for sure she shouldn't. But if she is think thinking, maybe for sure I shouldn't, that feels like enough to, to be like, no. maybe, yeah. Maybe it should be more of a, it should be, I feel like if it's not a resounding yes, it should be no. There shouldn't be a middle because of the fact that they're like human beings, like little kids who have no choice in this, like in the matter or anything that they'll just be coming into this world. And then all of a sudden they're having a person who's like, I don't know if I want to do this. The, the person who, who suffers yeah. is not only the person who's taking care of the parent or the adult, the child suffers too. I would be very interested to hear from her fiance because it almost mm -hmm. sounds like she's getting some pressure from somewhere yeah. and she's seeking for someone to tell her yeah. no yeah I, I like agree. she's seeking for someone to be like no you someone shouldn't. tell me the decision for mm -hmm. me because it's like i should but i'm I don't at want this to. age if i'm going to have kids i better have yeah, kids 31. now but yeah. you know maybe it's a friend of hers that's like girl you're getting old like yeah you better have those kids while you're ready and you're gonna to wait till later in life person. think about how many like, times someone doesn't have to say it out loud you feel mm -hmm. it anyways mm -hmm. not only biologically but sociology kids? like but if you've been long time partnered and you're heading towards your 30s i think it, it crops up what do you think are we asked that often not anymore really i think, I think with people. key people in our life we've had enough conversations that have just kind of been like we're on our own time thank you and they just learn the lesson and stop asking but maybe if we weren't so firm People would ask more. Yeah, I don't. We're pretty private people, so I think sometimes there's a like tendency to maybe people won't ask, wouldn't wouldn't necessarily ask me a question. Well, about you're that. private. Yeah. You're I extremely like, private. Yeah, I just like I feel like I'm a pretty pretty open yeah, book. People, I don't really get open-ended questions about if I'm gonna have children or not. Yeah, and I would share if someone asked me be, pretty transparently. 
Yeah. Then I am a bit of a That also book. could be a gender thing. I think yeah. so, too. I was yeah. going to say that. I think yeah. usually a lot of women get asked, when or when you have kids, are you yeah. done? I'm trying to think when I'm out and about with our own kids, it's probably women more that ask me, are you all done? Are you going to have more? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like inv- right? complete strangers, yeah. invasive questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless it's another dad that has kids. Do you get Rarely. a lot of, boy, you have I, your hands But that might full. be me joking with people more than anything else. <laughs> well, like, are you done You're yet? the instigator. <laughs> I'm the instigator. Drew's very my fault. for, like, having another kid right now. And I'm going, like, I don't know. Not getting any younger. Not, yeah, Gina, <laughs> don't forget it. Y'all can't be starting on me, too. No, 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 no. Look, when I married you, like, I accepted that you're a little bit older than me. Three weeks, y'all. Three weeks. That is it. And there's Dude, sacrifices Drew, that, that is, have to be that made. That is generous that you took yeah. that into account. I just think it's, a, it's shocking you're sitting here today. The hand breaking. For our listeners that have Gina. made it this far, Drew and Gina are no longer holding hands. Uh, it's just because it, it's like I, for each of our kiddos, I feel like when we, we got married, we knew we wanted to have kids. And we also knew we wanted to have a large family. It wasn't anything. I don't feel like I felt any pressure I think, if anything, I felt more pressure to have, like, only two kids. When we had Panda and Badger, mm-hmm. it was like the, People like, you oh, did it. You did it. It's mm-hmm. perfect. You have a perfect family. Like, you can stop. One boy, one, one girl. Boy, yeah. We heard that all the time. Yeah. Oh, you guys are done, right? Like, you're yeah. done. Like, it's just like, are you going to, and it's always me. Are you going to go, like, get snip, snip? Like, go get, like, a, uh, what is that? Best well, it's like a t- people ask you if you're getting yes, and then when I tell time. them in the grocery store them, line, Drew's gonna be getting the vasectomy. I'm like, uh-uh, and Drew's doing it. I, was like, I already did my work. They're like, you're so selfish. Why would you make your husband do that? I'm like, well, then I'm selfish. Well, that's shocking get a to me. Yeah. It's crazy. Drew's like, because what has Drew contributed in the uh, the overall process at this point? <coughs> Child bringing. So the snip snip is, you know, the very well, least he could do. What was the reasoning? Tell them the reasoning why you decided that you were getting a vasectomy instead of me getting a, my tube side. Oh, I mean, in nursing school, like, um, I got to see like the doctors just go in there and like pull everything out of women. Yeah, yeah. like so when oh they're doing a C section. The doctor has to check that everything's intact. And so he literally pulls everything out and like lays it on the table. Oh my gosh. And so I was just oh, like, that's what they could never be that yeah. kind of doctor. And so like they're so advanced with surgeries. It's like with males, it's like laser microscopic, like mm. maybe two little pinholes or slits or whatever. And like so easy. 24 hour recovery. That's it. Wow. It's crazy because they also get there's so a much higher success rate. I think with vasectomies then and can be reversed. It's mm-hmm. just the and it can be reversed. Of, yeah. So there's just no downsides. Just seemed, <laughs> yeah, it just seemed other than like pride and like quote unquote manlyhood that you know Patriarch. why wouldn't you? I'm just adding parentheses. I said patriarchy. She, she said on the record, not true <laughs> manhood. <laughs> Patriarchal ideologies about men. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. It That's really it. is that. And so then she was kind of just came home and was like, Jane, I just saw this woman have a C-section. And then they just pull the ovaries and pull the tube, everything. Back in. And he's like, they were not gentle. And he's like, I know that the choice of having a C-section is not mine and may not even be yours at sometimes. Like, because, you know, complications happen. These things happen. Well, yeah. right. But he's like, but for. And these things are chosen. I don't want to yeah. always make it feel like C-sections are the yeah. and plan some, B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people yeah. are chosen. chosen. And that's not anything bad. It's just. It's traumatic for your body. It Absolutely. really is. And Without it's doubt. way more traumatic than having a vaginal birth. Not better or whatever, but it's just physically invasive. It, just, it is does a little, it takes a little bit more from your body to recover from a C-section than it does from a vaginal birth. And once Drew saw what the doctors did, he was came home and he was just like, if we don't have to have a C-section, like I would really like it. Like if you didn't have to have one, but if you choose to have one, I'll support you. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, and also too, I've like I would really rather I have a vasectomy than you have your mm-hmm. tube tied because I saw, like he's seen like like your mom who she had to have like she had, had a bunch of complications and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And he's like, she I ended just up having to have a hysterectomy at the wow. age of, I think she was under forty. Wow. Because when they tied her Which tubes, is, yeah. when they tied yeah. her tubes, they did it. Something in there and it got infected and she started to get cysts and mm. then like it just it was bad. And so she went, you know, had to take um, hormone replacement yeah, and I was gonna go say. through menopause early, basically. Mm-hmm. And because we just use um, the 
planning. What is that called? Like oh, family, family cycle. Like yeah. family cycle. Yeah. We do that, yeah. and then we use condoms, and we've been like so very successful with it. Yeah. Like. At least the people past couple say, of years. People say maybe not so much because we have so many kids. But no, honestly, like yeah. I would definitely say, except for baby number two, which I was learning that like your cycle and breastfeeding, um, you know, you can still conceive. You can yeah. still conceive, right? Yeah. Except for her, like I mean, honestly, we were going to have as many kids mm-hmm. as we did, so it wasn't like it was like an oopsie because I wouldn't call it an oopsie. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, oh man, you I didn't weren't know. like sitting down and being like, let's conceive a child. Yeah, right. Like, but, I'm but she was definitely someone that was playing because we knew we wanted to have a lot of kids. Right. But um, I we've been very successful with plan- family planning and condoms that we technically could go that route, but it's just also too it's just like to make sure that we don't have to worry about any like scares because i get still scares <laughs> i still get scares i don't know what it it's is like, like a whole human life yeah. i think that makes sense that you'd get scared like, and it's just scary when like some days when your period's like two or three days late mm-hmm. nothing's worse than that feeling you're just like sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting and so we just decided yeah, i'm just that. chilling He's always chilling. And it's like, we're all good. We're so all good. annoying. Because I want you to freak out with me, Drew. Because yeah, I know when we get pregnant. Like, I I know. So, Did you see that, guys? He knows. He knows. He knows. Drew's a confident dude. I know. What can, what can you say? You can't lie. This last time I told you you were pregnant before you knew. With penguin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you didn't know with cow. Yeah, yeah. but each So let's I get invalidate better. the one you My did know. Indicator gets because, but don't forget, you didn't know them all. <laughs> Yeah. And, and you did not think I was pregnant with Badger either. That's because you told me it was impossible. <laughs> but you know. But you yeah, know. you said it's impossible. We were like, let's, let's do it, Did baby. I say it was impossible? Why I said like, the anyways? likelihood of getting pregnant while you're breastfeeding was really, really low. No, no one told me how like I ovulate through all through storms. doesn't matter. I could literally ovulate. I'm pretty sure I'm one of those people who ovulates while they're having their period. Because I just... Just one big long ovulation. Ovul- I'm always ovulating. Let's just keep it's saying so the word <laughs> ovulate oh over and over, <laughs> deep into the microphone. Ovulation. <laughs> over and over. <laughs> and so I think that's what. But I mean, like, going back to like the whole like conclusively is if it's not a radical yes, is that what we're landing on? Yeah, I think feel so. differently than that. I have like, some thought. No, I I just first I wanted to say I appreciated the that op referred to themselves as a sleepy gal. I love that. I like that. Yeah. I'm a sleepy gal. I, I feel like there's two, like the, this premise of should I have children or not feels like in my mind, like there's two arenas or factors or whatever. First, there's this idea of like, how, how do I make decisions? I'm confident I won't regret. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's like decision-making. And I, and everyone mm-hmm. approaches that, I think just very personally, right? Like I, I can't share any ideas about how to make decisions you will or won't regret them will for sure work for you. I think that that's like a deeply personal way of exploring our autonomy as humans. That's that first idea. And the second idea that came to mind is that there are unique concerns about having children that Mm -hmm. the poster here points out, like the irreversibility, social and economic and environmental concerns. Yeah. Well, irreversibility, I feel more goes in that first bucket of like, will I be sure I won't regret this? Either way, will I be sure I won't regret having a child and will I be sure I won't regret choosing not to? Mm. It's such a permanent decision. Um, but I, then there are these like concerns of like, could I be an effective parent? Will I remain sane? <laughs> will like, will no. I be yeah. introducing my children to a world that I feel like, you know, excited to bring them into or are there concerns about devastation on some scale? I don't know which bucket feels better to talk about, but... I feel like those are the two things that are kind of at the root of this decision-making process. Well, I think you're like really beautifully segueing into, I'd love to hear everyone's thoughts about the decision-making process itself. Did innately you just grow up and did it feel assumed or did it feel facilitated and really chosen? Like what was it when you were entering, maybe for you guys it was marriage, so for others it could be a different you know, social institution that's leading them to like, I'm an adult now, children. But for you, maybe it was like being married young. And then was your next thought, it felt just natural? Was it like, I've dreamed of this day? What, like, what led you to, was it a weighty decision? Children or no children? Or was it, did it feel just so natural and easy? I'm laughing. I'm laughing because we both, like when we were engaged in dating, we were like, we want kids and we want a lot of kids. The timing for, like, at least for Panda, like, we it, we found out we were not, like, 
Like we it weren't was established. We weren't we established. Didn't have anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so faster than maybe you would have yes. like envisioned. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And it was kind of like, okay, this is what we wanted. And so we were kind of like, well, is this like a good time? And it's and it always comes back to like, there's never a perfect or good time. And so we're like, well, since there's never a good or perfect time, even if even if like we feel like definitely right now is not the perfect time, mm. will they be a perfect time later on? And we didn't think that there would be. And there were so like there's positives and like there's pros and cons to having a kid really early on. Always and about every and then but later on as well that it was just kind of like we it wasn't like it happened a lot earlier than we wanted, but I also felt like it happened at the perfect time. Because mm. I think, one, it helped me be... I was prepared to be a mom, but also pushed me into certain ways of like maturity a little bit faster. And I like that. Because I've always... Sometimes I'm one of those people like I need external like pushes to like want to do certain things. And like that was like an external push for me, like knowing that our baby was coming. How do you feel as someone who you didn't like explicitly make the decision to become parents? Yeah, it wasn't but like you were parents conceive. and it worked for you. So well, the, yeah, the only thing with that I would say is we had planned to become parents when we, because this is something one, we talked some about before we got married. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just we knew we were going to be parents, we and married and together. And yeah. So it wasn't a question of if we were going to have the kids. It was more was when. When, yeah. yes. So it was and then, thing, so okay. when it happened, it was more like, oh, I guess that's now. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. probably not ideal, like, not when we want it at that time. Right. Um, but it was happening. And it's I think it speaks, you know, as a side note, to y'all's characters. Because for Gina to say it was different and it was faster and it wasn't what we were expecting. But then to say, and, you know, in looking back, it, it was like, kind of ideal like it grew me it's all kind of shaken out and I just I'm curious what are your thoughts or, or feelings about if someone that a similar scenario happens and they can't get over that their life trajectory has been kind of like derailed or they're always resentful or like grieve the life that they lost when the timing was different than they thought for you you have a beautiful perspective but for many I imagine this would be like an insurmountable hurdle it's like I had a baby when I was not planning to have a baby, regardless of my prior hopes. It just like was soon, fast, expensive. I missed out on opportunities. Like I can never go back and fix that. What thoughts do you have on maybe like navigating that? Or do either of you have any thoughts? I had a friend when I had Panda who was going through that. Like she was really, really young. And same thing. They got married and they knew that they want to have kids. But after she had her first, and I think she might have been pregnant with her second, where she's like, I'm happy to be a mom. This is what I wanted. But I definitely don't feel like I regret the timing. Absolutely. Of it, right? Yeah. And it was kind of hard because because I had such a positive spin. And mm. uh, I also was like, oh, well, you know, because even though this is definitely what I wanted, didn't have at the time that I wanted, I'm so okay with it. It's helped me push. I also didn't feel like she was wrong in how she felt. Yeah. Like I try to validate her and like, oh, like, yeah, yeah I can definitely understand that you didn't get to do this or you didn't weren't able to do this or you feel very stuck because you don't mm-hmm. feel like you've had so many experiences in doing things before you settle down to become a mom and taking care of your kids. Because it was really, really, really hard. This woman, she her spouse was like in school yeah. and like there were long days at school. And then my spouse was in nursing school and then working as well. So both school and work. And we were alone. We were yeah. both two moms with a child. Young. young yeah. Poor. W- right? No money. No resources. No resources. Mm-hmm. No nothing. It was like a man. It sucks that we're like not that we were parents, but sucks like kind of like you're in this phase of life where you know it's just hard. And we knew mm-hmm. also that it wasn't always going to be like this. So it was kind of like, th- you know, this is only going to be for a certain pri- amount of time. But like when when I would talk about it, I was like, but I still really like this. This is really, really hard, but I'm happy it's happening now. Yeah. Like I'm definitely happy. And But her her perspective on it was like, I wish I didn't have my kids right now. Yeah. I wish, uh, you know, I would have been able to do a bunch of other things. And I felt like her feeling that way wasn't wrong, but it's also maybe the reason why I'm probably very pro-choice is because this idea like we have to have kids and this idea of like we have to push ourselves because this is like what other people want Mm. it's pushing people to do things that are they're not ready and it's causing people to have 
like the lives like be very unhappy children are unhappy resentment it's like causing where people are just not having unhappy lives but it's also affecting other people who have no like they had no say in the matter and i just feel like this idea of like oh you're pregnant and um you should be completely happy and like this is like a blessing we have to acknowledge that one person who may see as a blessing does not mean everyone else has to see as a blessing it sucks when people are like this is a blessing this is you should be happy like i don't that's why i was curious about your opinion because for you your conclusion was like Boy, that really worked out. That's the best thing well, that happened. And to you've me. always talked really positively about those Alabama days. Like, yeah. But they were hard. <laughs> they, they were hard. So, so hard. And I didn't know you until Georgia some time later. Answer. So yeah. that period of your lives to me has always seemed very like mythical, mythic. Like, the mysterious. It was really challenging for you, but you were really grateful for it. So it's always been so mysterious. The Down by the but River Wilders. only had really positive things <laughs> to say. Down by the river. But what's, what's <laughs> the crazy? van, Drew the van down by the river. Truly, I don't steer away from hard things. If it's Mm -hmm. hard, like if I know this, like it's going to have a great outcome at the end, like I will just do it. Like pregnancies, I've Mm -hmm. gone through a lot of pregnancies knowing because I have hyperemesis. Mm -hmm. I know I'm. It's going to be. I'm going. I'm going to probably go through depression. Mm -hmm. I know it's going to suck. I'm going to be losing change your body, my whole body. I know it's going to be hard, and I still choose to do it. But then I also just recognize that some people don't want to do hard things. Yeah. Why is that so bad to recognize and that? And there's nothing wrong with nothing that. Nothing wrong with yeah. that. Especially when it comes so to bringing a whole child. It did bring a question to my mind. I know you said you validated, but is there any advice you could or did give your friend that did help or she said helped at all? I don't know if it like helped in that time. Because in reality, the only thing I could do is validate. I can't make a decision for her. I can't and say. And her circumstances can't change. Yeah, that's what. No, so, but like, did so, you like build community with her? Like hang yeah. out with her more? Like, because uh, you're like, lot. oh, you're like feeling a little depressed. Like, just come over to my house or you want me to come over. Like, was there anything like Or complain that? about the pregnancy. Like, I'll hear mm-hmm. you, honey. Like, tell me, you know, how bad it is. Yeah. I got you. I did do that, but that was something that I would have done even if she had or hadn't complained. Because yeah. I think it's like the kind of pregnancies, like as women, yeah. like will complain about your pregnancies. Yeah. I think I know, like maybe one, like I know one friend of mine who like loves being pregnant, and she's a friend it's that I don't like that, to be around like, when she's pregnant. Yeah, we yeah. only have one friend we knew who's enjoyed. <laughs> had a yes. fabulous pregnancy. I know you were thinking of the yeah. same person. Are we thinking of the yeah. same person? Probably not. No, I don't you don't know our person. So okay, okay, okay. Because uh, I know you know the person. But that we can I'm compare about. notes afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like and to know. She loves it, and uh, yeah. I can't be around you because yeah. I despise being pregnant. There's yeah. nothing about pregnancy that I like. I'm. It's miserable for me. But it's also like because I'm one of those people that can look at like past all that because I know mm-hmm. there's something at the end of the rainbow, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this new person that I get to like meet and get to support and guide. And like, I don't know, I like that part that like the beginning part of like the whole point that because that's that part sucks so much. I'm willing to ignore it or tough it out. But like I would have done basically what I told her or how I helped her with being a friend, having her come over all the time. I would have done that whether or not she had expressed that. And so she did come over a lot. We became pretty close, and then we ended up not being close afterwards. I think you know who I'm mm-hmm. talking about. And um, I'd, um, she ended up having, I don't want to say too many, so, so she doesn't more know. More kids or less kids? She ended up having more kids afterwards. Yeah. And so it, I, I think it worked out for her. I'm curious from people that listen to this podcast, I would be so appreciative of feedback from Diverse Thoughts. If someone has been in the situation of, I had children in a circumstance that wasn't ideal to me. It's not what I had in my mind. It's not what I dreamed about. Are there coping mechanisms or things that you've done to self-soothe or resources you've used? And also, what do you wish could have been done? Is there something that your community, family, friends, people around you could have done to bridge that gap? They can't change it. I mean, clearly, right? Especially if you've progressed to a certain point in pregnancy legally, you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is at some at some point. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I'd be curious because I think on here in this discussion, our experience is like somewhat limited, but I think our desire to understand that better, people would benefit from this being a point of conversation. And we can even circle back to it in other podcasts with different guests. I think it's a point people would be uh, curious about. Yeah, I haven't, from what you're saying, Gina, like your friend at that time was having a parallel experience to you, but had a really different feeling about it. Like maybe that feeling of, I did regret it. Like going back to that first bucket of like, how do I make a decision? I know I won't regret. And what if I end up regretting a decision I made? We might not like, she might not still regret it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I mean, as we yeah. grow and as we see things differently, that comes to my mind. But also I think to when we, when we lived with you guys, 
And I don't remember if it was, it was the pregnancy between cow, no and badger happened? and cow. Yeah. Because there was a pregnancy there that was, was really rough. Mm-hmm. It was such a dark and challenging time for you guys, but it was the time that we got to know your kids, your oldest kids the best mm-hmm. yeah. and spent a significant amount of time with them. That's always been really special to us yeah. too. I, we were able to connect with them. It was really, really cool despite what you guys had going on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, that's like your idea of, of community kind of helping ameliorate these challenging circumstances. Yeah. And the more we talk, I think the more I come back to what you said earlier, Blake, about decision-making being key mm. even before. Because, like, we we ultimately can't answer for this. Um, yeah. The person that posted, because it's such an individual decision. What is interesting and unique is when two people come together and then you either are on the same page or you're not, or if you're not on the same page, how do you get on the same page and work together? I think that we've come together, figured out, Mm -hmm. is that unless that we were both on the same page, like we both wanted to have a child, we would not have a kid. Yeah. So like, especially with like after like Panda, if we both were not like, yes, yes, then I was like, no. Like, mm-hmm. even if I feel like I wanted to have another kid, the idea of only one of us, like, kind of, like, gung-ho wanting having a kid. And, and the other's like, like, I guess. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. It sounds so icky to me. Yeah. Because it's just, like... It's a big ask. It's a big from ask. The shared mm-hmm. And it's also a big ask where once that baby is here, it's just like, oh, man, like, I'm asking something of him and or them or her or whatever. And they're like... Oh, okay fine mm-hmm. like it just builds up resentment so much where you just feel like well they never wanted this baby anyways that's why or i never wanted this baby and i don't want to do this me. do you think yeah. it was you, you said after we had panda which is our first child you think you say that because then you realize how much was going into having a child that you were like Mm-mm, if we i'm not on board, you not on board? <laughs> this is not i think that like, we but i also just that. think that that's how it should be that mm-hmm. i don't think it should be just one person just be like i want to have a baby and the other person's like okay i guess mm-hmm. like this well, is a yeah okay. you need some affirmative and this yeah is a con- and that's just yeah. me go ahead this is a conversation blake and i have all the time and i think it's it's felt isolating when we start first had this conversation because most of the models that i saw were people that honestly not very many that both didn't want i saw very few child-free couples that had intentionally decided to be child-free modeled i heard no discourse around differences of opinion and so it was profoundly lonely because early in our marriage we've been together nine ten years and married eight so early in our marriage off the record there was (laughs) (laughs) there was you've doxed us a lot of a lot of discussion (laughs) we came at it from different angles but that piece of blake saying Maybe you can mature with time and feel different later about your child rearing experience than you did maybe five years ago, 10 years ago. That's happened for us, but not without, with, but without ever introducing a child into the picture. How Blake and I talked in dating, how Blake and I talked in the first three years of our marriage and how Blake and I talk now is like okay. profoundly different. We've grown into different people with new concerns, new interest, new self-awareness, new couple awareness. We've learned things about each other. I don't hear that being talked about very much, like the behind the scenes of the child making decision. Child making is a little sexual. <laughs> I hold... <laughs> bringing a child decision <laughs> to have a baby or not to have a baby. But like, should we have a baby or not? Mm. And how do couples go about talking about that? I'm, and what I'm, do you do if you disagree? I'm still feeling like, so I'll add a third bucket to my little mental yeah, keep model. Us going. Keep going. <laughs> that we have this basic idea of how do I make decisions I feel confident I won't regret? Mm. Or maybe I'll change my mind on it later with new perspective and age. The second one is just, there are some unique challenges to thinking about having a kid that relate to our world and your circumstances, maybe your economic circumstances. And the third one is like, how do I sync up with my partner or partners if you're not like sure about monogamy? The third, let's let's skip to the third because I just was kind of interested in that. And I'm curious about the next Reddit story. The other one that we had to share is about that difference of opinion. So if one partner wants to and one doesn't, where do we go from here? My husband doesn't want kids, but I do. My husband and I have been married for almost eight years. We talked about the subject before getting married, and he expressed he wanted kids with me. But for the last two years, he's been saying he doesn't want any kids. He thinks kids are expensive, doesn't have the patience, and he's very selfish with his time. I find that interesting. It's pretty subjective, but an interesting note. Editor note. <laughs> I'm almost Courtney's 30. giving your editorials. I'm like, okay, she says her. Listen I wonder what her husband thinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is he selfish? Who gets to determine He's that? He's a gamer. That's important to, <laughs> He's a pro to think. Gamer. Um, for money, Drew, a monetized gamer, 
that contributes greatly to the household. Yeah. I am in defense of the husband. He, he prefers esports. <laughs> I thought she was reading. I thought she oh, was. No, oh, <laughs> also, I was cut, like, wow, I was on this. point there. No, I just think this is fascinating, and and I'm pulling it out as a point that we can pin and come back to because how someone spends their time is it their life, and is it okay to be selfish about how you spend one's time? Mm. Or and that's mm. often related to parenting. And should I have children or not? Yeah. Are you? Is it okay to be selfish with your time? Is that a shameful thing? And is it okay to enjoy spending your time in your own pursuits and happiness? But As a parent, my answer is at times. Okay, yeah. At times it's, there's not a clear. It, and so I'm just fascinated that, that she brought that point the up. The way here. I'm reading that, and I don't know what point you're making. The way I'm reading that is she resents the way that her partner spends her time. I that agree. Their partner mm-hmm. spends this their seems time, like right? a point like, of tension. Well, so I just yeah. want to know for her is the because she's he's frustrated. His time in other things that that's what's making him not want to have kids. Correct. Yeah. It so seems like she's hanging is. her hat yeah. on he's selfish with his time. Mm-hmm. So I want to like, and she wouldn't have included that if it didn't feel like a significant point. So I'm making note there. <laughs> yeah, and maybe we're reading way between the lines. Maybe, maybe, but that's what we're here to do. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you're welcome to take or leave any of the hot takes. So then she goes on to say, I'm almost 30 years old and I want to have kids before I turn 35. This year, I asked him several times if he had changed his mind regarding becoming a parent. He clearly stated my answer is final. I do not want any kids. I feel lost as I do want children of my own. For the longest time, I thought I could live without becoming a mother and stuck to his idea of living child-free, but I think I just wanted this to work. I do picture him as a father and want that with him, but now I'm getting older, I think I will grow to resent him if I don't have kids. We discussed this topic, and I explained that we both wanted different things in life, and his response was, well, maybe we'll have one in the future. I explained that it was easy for him to say that, but that I'm a woman, there we go, (laughs) and our clocks work differently. Also, this doesn't mean he is all in for it. He could change his mind again. I expressed that I needed a firm answer, and he couldn't really answer. I love him, but this has me very discouraged. A couple days ago, we cried because it's a huge topic, and I said I couldn't see us together if we wanted different things. He said he didn't want to lose me and couldn't imagine life without me, and that broke me. Now he's saying, let's have a kid in a couple years. But now I'm not sure if if his decision is honest Mm -hmm. or if he's just saying that to keep me. I don't want to stay in this marriage and have him resent me later on if I do end up pregnant. This is complicated, but yeah, there's a lot lot here. I already know what I would do. I I just want to draw attention to this, that sweet little line where they, like she said, we cried. Mm -hmm. Oh man, like there's been about that why does that stand out to you Blake? that's just so sweet like that they cried together over something that's causing them both like to really stretch their understandings of their relationship in each other and i appreciate that might be impassable who knows i appreciate you brought that up because it's easy when reading this story to like almost demonize and stigmatize and be super frustrated and feel like the husband's lame like this dude is keeping her back. He's stringing her on. That's inappropriate for him to feel this way. It's selfish for him to feel this way. This poor girl who just wants to have a baby and thought it was one thing and then now he's changed his mind on her. It's easy to feel that way. And I, I love that you're leading this conversation because that's maybe the natural first inclination. I love that you're leading it with like clearly this whole discussion causes him some element of pain. And they and they care. They must like the way that the poster framed it at the end, she made it clear that they both care a lot about each other. And that's what makes this really difficult is because they must clearly value their, their, you know, romantic relationship. And I guess she's really struggling with, do I care enough about being a parent and, and worry that I'll really regret not doing it enough to leave my partner. And that resonates with me on like a, a deeply emotional level, because these are the conversations that Blake and I've had over the course of eight years is we're thriving and happy and feel deeply committed to one another. And when we have a strong difference of a child wanting partner and a child like a leaner inner and a leaner outer towards having children, um, navigating that is a profoundly painful experience for both parties. And when society is really strongly in the camp of family makes you happy, it's a woman's duty to have children that will fulfill you. It's really almost like a shameful and lonely spot for the partner being out. Because oh, everyone's like, so many, but there's so many. Uh, oh, I feel like it? there's so many like cultural stigmas in her post though, because you have the woman supposed to have the baby mm-hmm. and the, the right and, and nurturing and caring and stuff like that. You have the husband, like it could be a patriarchal thing, like it could land on him if they should have kids or not. Divorce is a huge thing. You, we don't know what her background is if if they believe in divorce or not. She and said there's significant shame coming from family shame, if so they were to go. take that route. She does. And then you that. have as. Um, 
in mid thirties woman getting remarried and back in the dating a new partner. How long has she been together? Has she ever used Tinder? Has she ever like any dating apps and like person? You know, I've heard horror stories. So there's so many like. She probably has a lot of you pressure put to stay. way too much thought in this. I was thinking through it. Yeah. Really, I put a great it. amount of thought. <laughs> and this is and this but, and thank you for bringing those things up because when I have sat down personally and privately to consider like pros and cons and what decisions I should make to have my life be my own and be the most empowered that I can. It's not only about future children and Blake. I feel I have no guarantee for my life that just because I were to separate from Blake that it still is promised to me. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, well, I'm like, let, let me move away from Blake. And then all of a sudden I'm going to find my perfect person. And together they're they're going to love it and want to have a baby on the exact same timeline as me. Corny is the leaner inner. Yeah. I'm the leaner outer. As editor note. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is super scary because a, a, I read all the comments on Reddit but and people were like, now ditch him, divorce him. Like, He's holding you well, back. Like, there's no about, guarantee on the I'm other side. I'm thinking about even more. This is where her resentment comes from with the idea of how he spends his time mm-hmm. because she's not, in her mind, being able to spend her time with her kids. Yeah. And that's why her that's ideal, where the how I would like to spend from. my time. Mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you how much that resonates. I mean, that's so, that's so real. Like, okay. And you can't do halfway. There's no half C's. There's no compromise. So what on would your advice be? But here's her? the thing. I don't, think the people that welcome back but i don't think people's like response to the comments of saying like leave him i i agree maybe you don't like the reason why they're saying leave him but i definitely feel like she shouldn't be with him they have i absolutely agree i like everyone's leaving him because like oh he lied to you he's not giving you what you want that is not the reason why i think she should leave him i think so they should leave because they 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 divergent completely different things they want completely different things, and it seems like he's saying yes to say yes because he really wants to keep her, not because he wants it. I agree. And so, in a way, I as a if I was that spouse, I don't think I would want. She says that I don't want to have a baby with someone who's having a baby for me. Yes, mm-hmm. and I, like I've told you that a bunch of times. Every single time we've made that decision, I'm like, are you sure you just want to do this? Like, kind of thing. Don't like. I think even we've been thinking about whether or not we want to have another kid, and you came to me like. I don't think I want to try right now. I was like, okay, good. I love that you said something because now, like, not that I didn't want to have another kid at that time, but it was like, I want to make sure that we both are on the same mm-hmm. page. And so I think that she should leave him. Not because she doesn't love him, not because he, like, lied to her, not because he is not giving her anything. I just think because they want completely different things that she's not going to be happy. He's not going to be happy. Someone's going to be giving in and they someone will be... Re- feeling like they were pushed into it mm-hmm. whether or not that doesn't child mean that free or child yeah it doesn't mean that they might not be able to like find make it work someone may be able be happy and like make it work and everything be fine but like wanting to take that chance on your marriage and on that child no who wants to do that and so i think she should leave him but like it doesn't have to be like like a horrible divorce or anything like that i think it's just two people who realize like they wanted different things and just like as a parting of ways yeah parting ways which is sad because it seems like they really love each other mm-hmm. they're like like said like they were crying together and it makes it really sad and the fact that he's saying i'm willing to try let's try for a kid it's because he really yeah, loves her he, he probably actually knows he doesn't want one and it, it really genuinely loves her he's and he's saying please give me some mm-hmm. time yeah. to to sit with this because i can realize now like you're literally going to walk away and i i really love you i'm willing to change I'm me being sad. sure i don't want a kid because i know i want you Almost, and he's in a tough spot too. Mm-hmm. It almost feels too simplistic. Like as we were thinking about approaching this kind of an episode, to just say like, do not have children if you do not want to have children. Yeah. But like if there, if it's maybe it's too early for hey there parenthood rules. <laughs> but one of the first ones should be do not Big have letters children on the screen. if you Rule don't number want one, to. Cut to Blake's face. Well, <laughs> I understand the situations can be complicated. Like I mean, with Courtney's work, we see people who through like kinship and through crazy circumstances are caring for children Mm -hmm. that they didn't plan on having themselves. So like, that's such a nuanced thing. But Mm -hmm. if you're planning on, I mean, if if you're in a partnership or or whatever your situation is and you're, or or you're by yourself and you want to have a kid, like obviously don't do that. Mm -hmm. Like the poster, like you're (laughs) telling the person that posted in that situation. Yeah. Like I think all parties involved in the decision-making process to have a child should (laughs) obviously do it only if they want to. Okay, not like, rule course. number one. We'll say yeah. discussion conclusion number yeah. one. We're yeah, all yeah. consensus on... Uh, but I like rules. I want to I do have a rule. bonus question. Yeah. I would, if we could add a little asterisk at the bottom, what if they already had one kid? 
Yeah. What if they already had one kid and it was the same exact story, but she was talking about her second child or a second child? Same thing. Would like, that change? Yeah, no. I think it, I think it changes I think because it changes. You think it changes? you're co-parenting yeah. a human yes. life now. You're not just parting ways amicably. This you're you're, you're, you're that child's parent. Even if I you have have a child. no, I understand. I just think it's a, a much more nuanced mm-hmm. layer of consideration. I would give as a parent to I I, I th- I'm very pro separation if it's the healthier option for both. One hundred percent. I don't think it's detrimental to children. <laughs> hey, there, parenthood rule number two: divorce is cool. <laughs> no, no. Off the record. Off the record. Off the record. Divorce is cool. Okay. It's there's impactful. I don't think it's shame. It's not. Go for it. But there's no shame. There shouldn't be shame. Let's bring divorce. There is shame. As a cultural institution, whether it's because of religious pressure or social pressure, there's definitely a lot of shame in getting mm-hmm. divorced, but there's, there shouldn't be. And it's, it's, it's undeniable, if not harmful, certainly impactful. Like your child will without a doubt be impacted by having their parents not be like simultaneously in the household co-parenting them. Not good or bad necessarily, but impacted, yes. It's not the exact same as having a two-parent household. For even the stress levels of your single parent when they're doing it by themselves, it's just going to be different. Why do you feel like it's the, why do you, like, so I think the three of us, Gina, feel like it is slightly different if there's already a kid involved, like Drew's saying. Why do you feel like it isn't? isn't. Yeah, you feel like it's the exact same thought process? I I think it's the exact same thought process. And I think this is one of the things that we've talked about in the past is I don't think that you should stay in a marriage just for a child, ever. No, beca- I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. they st- but keep in going. In these circumstances, they still love each other. They Let's still do, they that. still yeah. love each other. It still brings up a lot of resentment, a lot of issues. Like, and I think in a way of like because of like the relationship between the parents, that everything is not great, where everything's not good, where they feel like they're both equally like being able to feel heard or both having their needs want. That in the end, it still will impact the child. That's in their home. So even if they still stay together, it still will end up like making changes in that marriage where one person is really miserable and really unhappy because they feel like their needs are not getting met. I want to have another child. He says no or she says no. And now I'm stuck in this marriage because of this kid. I don't see how that's better. I really, no, really I don't. agree with your conclusion. So, I think I just, I just see it that they're. I wouldn't I think, think it about it deeper. the exact same way. I think it still goes deeper than that, though, because there's things with your partner, like whether you're married or not. There's challenges that you're gonna face that you have to decide: is this a challenge we're gonna tackle together and get through and grow through, or is this a, a challenge that like separates us and we need to go separate ways? But then, why does that change so. if there's a child already there? That should be done whether or not there's a child there. I think there. It, it impacts me because. There's there's decent research and it may be dated. I'm most familiar with like strong research that came out post 70s when couples divorced at a higher frequency. So through the 80s and 90s, divorce rates increased. Mm -hmm. And so, I I mean, really since the 50s and 60s, right, we've seen a pretty steady climb towards more frequent divorces. So they started to do some research on what is the impact of this, like on children's psychology, on their development, their well-being. And I would say it leans heavily not on the inherent impacts of divorce but on the shame and stigma around it that's where the most negative impacts come from i don't think the research that i'm like loosely familiar with insinuates that but that's my take on it but the conclusions are that children are inherently um almost always like negatively impacted by that choice i wouldn't stay for my child i i I couldn't agree more with you the conclusion you drew i agree with waiting around for a child in an unhealthy unmatched my needs aren't being met marriage is not the healthiest option for the child in my opinion. Again, I, I'd love some more like data to see if people have looked into that. Um, but I don't think I would just say, does my spouse want the same thing as me? Um, and we already have a child together. I'm going to go find the thing that I want and not consider the fact that we're going to be forever co-parenting this child that we already have, especially if it comes to the reason, the primary reason I'm leaving this relationship is to have more children with a new partner. But it's hard because you're also saying that you would want to see the data and like making help that helping you make the decision. Well, that's not bad either. It can't tell you what's right. It can't tell you what's right. <laughs> and, and it won't. I, and I, I think that's because this, I mean, we've had fun, like I think with this very like distinct <laughs> edge case and we've thought of little rules and stuff and I, I walk everything back. But um, <laughs> I do think that this third basket of like, how do you reach a conclusion that feels right with uh, the other people involved. How do I know whether it's that I need to leave my partner because they don't want to have a kid yeah. or they don't want to have a second kid? Like, how do I feel good that I'm making a decision I won't regret? And if the stakes are high and and you're trying to make a choice and there is like having a child, there's a good chance you may regret it either way. Having a child is this experience that on the front end, you have to decide 
I cannot know how it will impact me and I cannot know what my life will look like. And I'm going to decide to do it anyways. And the exact same thing can be said for remaining child free. I cannot know how that's going to impact me, how I'll feel. And the opportunity will pass. Mm -hmm. So if you would like for biological children, asterisk, (laughs) for having a child out of your own body or conceiving your own child, just when you're hitting like right late forties, 50, like if all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, Oh my gosh, like that is a a pivotal part of my life experience that I'm determined to have. You just aren't going to, you just can't right? only very few in novel experiences or cases that would be happening. So the door has closed, whether you closed it or time closed it, it closed Mm -hmm. and you can't know when you're 27 saying, do I want to live a child-free life and talking with your new fiance or whomever, you know, I'm not really vibing with children. I think I'm going to say no. And they agree. And you determine at 30, we're going to be child-free couple. Like you cannot know how you're going to feel about that later. And there are certain experiences that we go through in life that we're trying to make them with the data and the research and the talking to our friends and the, what can I do? The journal writing, like you to don't try and make a decision. Your kids are going to be, you that's can't like, know. There's nothing that's a guaranteed. Like you, that's why I was like, even if with the data, how's that going to really help you with the decision on like, whether or not to stay with your spouse. If you have a child, if you don't have a child, honestly, there's like no right or wrong answer. Yeah. Because even when I was deciding if I wanted to have a child, I knew that I don't know. I, knew nothing about the child that was going to come into our lives, all five of them. I think maybe even like Tiger, technically we could have known a little bit more information, but there was nothing that was going to make me decide, oh, well, like with this information, I don't want to take care of her because she was family, she needed a home. And so like I, I knew that I I definitely could be. It wasn't like you're weighing the pros and cons before yes. saying yes. Like what's her personality? Yeah. What are her tendencies? Is she and annoying? Is she like before having a child and, my, like, and you can't do that about biological children yeah like, there's so no checklist exactly of like pick and choose create you your own child you can't i mean i guess you can maybe with science i don't want that science to keep that science away from me because i really don't care because i definitely knew that i wanted to be a mom i've always been the type of person and this is me and so this is how i've done it where like i feel like i'm very blessed and lucky to be the person guiding whoever that person ends up being even if they end up being someone who could never say i love you could never do anything i'm taking care of them that was still me making that choice Mm -hmm. to bring them into this life so then it's definitely my responsibility me being lucky or blessed is like me being able to take care of them and them being in my lives. That's like the lucky blessing. I'm not expecting any of my kids to have kids. I told them this a bunch of times. Like if they choose to have kids, great. I think that's just like maybe the I should say maybe the cherry on top is right, like right. them being able to like do a the cool same. bonus. If yeah, yeah, doing mm-hmm. the same and taking care of many grandparents and like putting them first. Yeah. It's like it's like the extra cherry on top. And so if we're looking at it in a way of like we're expecting something out of it to have a child and like expecting like them to love us or to give us something. Also reading a book that I will absolutely hope the name can be dropped in the description because it's changed my life (laughs) um, is The Baby Decision and written by a social worker that I really admire the way she approaches inviting her readers to consider their why. And she really clearly walks through child-free living and the impact that may have and helping you explore through a lot of curious like question asking and then child rearing and child bringing into the world anyways I read this book and through either talking with my therapist or reading this book and trying to puzzle out for our relationship and for my own life the thing that emerged was I don't know how much exploration of why I had done as a woman that was really raised religiously and where family is really centric to not only my own sense of identity, but also my value in the world, my place in the world, um, where I would find belonging, purpose. Um, I had internalized some of those things in ways that I didn't quite know until I started to ask myself, why would I want to have children? And if it comes down to leaving a partnership where I'm like thriving and happy and fulfilled, really, I better know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and considering that was unpacking a lot of those belief systems about identity and self. Having those things prompted to me uh, invited significant introspection and reflection. And for the first time in my life in that process, it didn't feel like grief to consider a child-free life. I was honest enough with myself to recognize that I kind of an idealized view yeah it's easy to have an idealized view but then it also helped me be honest that it's it's something that is important to me to be in a mothering role in my life and that's the concrete like rock bottom that I hit that I was like okay that's a value of mine 
it and does it have to be I birth a biological child? Does it have to be like um, I adopt a child or I foster a child? Or like, does it have to look in X Y Z way, or is it actually that I value my inherent ability and desire to be in a mothering role in children's lives? And then children, that yeah. opened up this huge expansion of ways I can be a mother in the world. As I take that chapter by chapter and section by section, I'm I'm always able to live like those parts of me that long to be a mother truly like exponential. I mean, I can't, I can't say the peace that that's brought me and how Blake and I now, I think how that's alleviated so much pressure for Blake because I found my own why my own healing. And if it ever in next year, six months or 10 years looks like me biologically having a child and that doesn't work for Blake, I'll feel empowered and peaceful about moving forward there. Right. But I didn't come to that conclusion. I came to this broader sense and it's just brought a lot of healing for us to be on the same timeline, different timelines, because Blake did that same process in your own life, right? Of what is your why? Yeah, and I think I don't, Drew. Maybe you mentioned it. Like, there's so much cultural pressure to like have a child and raise it. Like, it just becomes an expectation. But like, you just, you just don't have to do that. And and I'm not. This wasn't your experience at all, Courtney. But I do know friends who have examined that and been like, oh, I. It's not that I wanted to have a child. I just felt I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can be liberating for it's some like people. It's like the next right thing, right? Yeah. But according to who? That's so sad that someone's making a choice and making a decision based on what they think is like what they're supposed to do. Being a parent or not being a parent isn't the only decision that we make like or only big decisions that we make that we feel like pressured into. Yeah. There are a lot of decisions like that that I feel like a lot of people are making because they feel like they have to, not because they want to. And that's just genuinely sad. Or I know some people worry, like, well, what what about when I'm old? You know, like, if I don't have children, like, what kind of belonging concern. will I have? Will I feel purpose? Will I feel satisfaction with my life? You know, I realized we haven't even talked about the reason why some people have children. And it's not because of the pressure, but because they feel like I need to have someone who's going to take care of me Absolutely. when they're older. And Absolutely. that is really sad as well, because you're putting this expectation on this child to be caring for you at this old mm-hmm. age. And it's like, that's the only reason why you want to have them in your life. They're making decisions, like these big decisions for a lot of reasons. And maybe I'm realizing maybe it's not so child-centered. I can definitely say like some of the reasons why I decided to have kids is somewhat selfish because I really just wanted to be like someone there for them with unconditional support that I don't feel like I got as a teenager or as a child. And so I wanted to be able to do that for our kids. I know it's selfish, but I'm also like tr- always trying to be child-centered in the reasons mm. and what I do. And I'm realizing a lot of people are making these decisions. It's not like child-centered reasons. Yeah, but I think that was almost Courtney's whole point is making sure it's your authentic self that's making that decision, which in a lot of ways is very selfish. It's all about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, but until unless you can do that, you're going to have a lot of regret. Yeah, a lot more complications later on in life because you're not sticking to your authentic self. And then you're either having to change what those core values are for yourself or you're having to around and you have to to fake it, which creates a whole nother level of issues. It's just worth noting how painful and isolating and lonely a process it can be to go back and unravel all those layers of expectations and ideologies and just like maybe you've never learned how to ask yourself what do I want and what's important to me and how to how do we understand how much of that is influenced by other people your religion your parents watching different parenting dynamics and different households I just feel like that's a a a thing that it feels from my loose observation of those that I've had, the parents that feel no matter what life throws at them, it's still kind of, they're able to be resilient about it is those that had a little bit of headspace to be like, yeah, I do want that. What is important to me? Who am I? And those that are just kind of responding and reactive to their roles mm-hmm. of parent parenting is a big enough role that you're, if you're always just like trying to make it okay and like adapt to it. It's going to take a lot out of you. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I mean, the gay couples we know that have had kids had to very intentionally choose to have children. Like forty thousand, and they're like the yeah. most well-adjusted parents yeah. I meet. Because there's a study on that. Yeah, yeah, like I agree. Like it came a great personal sacrifice to make that happen, you know. But a lot of our conversation has focused on you know cishet couples that are choosing to have biological children. But yeah. I think a lot of what we're talking about here extends to just that decision for 
anyone, whether they're in a couple or single parents or they're not unpartnered. Of the, yeah, yeah. Or they're not of the monogamous, you know, persuasion or, or we have someone that we're close to that is a single mother, you know, just by choice because right. they're unpartnered or right. whatever it looks like. I think when culture makes this decision for you, it's really, really challenging. Totally agree with you, Gina, like not examining your motivations for doing something this large is a recipe for a lot of risk, <laughs> like a lot of risk yeah, for how you feel about it. I want to throw something in because as we continue to talk about it, and this might be some of the nurse is uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and like finding out who you are and self-actualization and stuff like that. That's actually comes in Top. in this after love and belonging. Yeah. So the, the, the by this, and in case you guys don't know what Maslow hierarchy of needs is, it's a pyramid and you have to hit the bottom before you can move to the next one. Mm. And so the bottom one is psychological needs, food, water, shelter, clothing, sleep, once you have that, you can go to safety and security, which is health, employment, property, family, and social ability. So kind of that social aspect. And then the next one is love and belonging, which is friendship, family, intimacy, and sense of connection. So that's partner in that natural cultural, like, let's have babies and mm -hmm. let's have a family and grow a family. After that is self-esteem, which is confidence, achievement, respect of others, and need to be unique individually. You know, so I don't think it's abnormal as a human to think of, um, yourself after you think of family planning, like what is my true self? And this point you know? you're bringing up, I'm really, really grateful you did because the conversation of to parent or to not parent is a conversation of privilege. So individuals that don't have the ability because their basic needs are not met to sit back and be like, you know what, what are my values? What are my goals? When you're in situations where that thought process and that headspace isn't being fostered or it can't be because you're hungry or you don't have a place to live, um, then the deep intellectual thinking of to, to parent or not or what would that look like is it, it's not in the forefront of your mind because it can't be because your basic needs aren't met. Or so. yeah. mm -hmm. so, the privilege could also just be you're fertile and someone else might not be. So absolutely. this looks very different. I know there's still obviously you know, avenues for adopting or fostering, but just like that, being able to honestly ask, like, should I have a biological child is fortuitous, Absolutely. right? It's not guaranteed. These are painful, painful questions. And I hope we can acknowledge that all throughout this podcast, like how triggering and intimate and painful so many topics we discuss may be. Maybe an individual is in a same-sex relationship or queer relationship and they would do anything, but they don't have access to the finances. It's always going to take thousands of dollars. And I could say that I was very like uh, naive to that because Drew's brother and his partner, like we were just talking about kids and they so badly mm -hmm. want to have kids. And it's finances. Uh, and yeah, finances is pretty Absolutely. much what's happening. Drew's brother is much like Drew, where, oh my goodness, he'd be a fantastic dad. But Correct. they're like, yeah. oh, we have to go through IVF and a surrogacy. And that's just like, I mean, he's, I think he said 140, 130K. Something, yeah, six figures easy. Logically, I know, right? I know this, but then hearing them talk about it was just really sad because I just think that they would make great parents. It's just really sad that the thing that's stopping them is finances. It's not like an, an equitable experience mm -hmm. to become a parent. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's these concerns about if this is right for me, is this right for my partner? Can we do it? Do we have the finances? But what about like social concerns? Is it a selfish act to have a child mm, in, a, yeah. in an industrialized country like ours? Are there environmental concerns? Are we worried about societal issues? Like, do we want to take that on or do we want to save that? I have a very point blank answer to that. Yeah. One, we're very privileged. I'm very privileged to be able to answer this way or whatever. But in a lot of ways, I don't feel like those outside concerns should. You should think about them, but I don't think they should ultimately affect whether you have children or not. Mm. Because there's always going to be something going on somewhere, somehow. And I'm not saying like if you're in the middle of like an active war, should you just be like YOLO baby yeah. and <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Like this yeah. or in the middle of a famine and know that you won't be able to feed this it child and just go your for body, it. Yeah. But I mean the environment and I'm not sure about economy and things are getting expensive and those things are always going to be happening somewhere somehow. And so for me, I just feel like that's a never ending List this is of reasons this not is to something else that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think in an ideal world, which unfortunately we don't have, but wah, wah. like I think this is a question of human dignity. Like in an ideal world, I want to believe that it would be on the principle of human dignity alone 
such a personal decision or a partnership decision or, or whatever unit is, is going to raise this child together that in a total vacuum without any concern for like the distribution of resources in a society in, you know, impending conflict or whatever it is that this decision is so, so special. And so at the core of being human, like humans reproduce mm -hmm. as a, like biologically as a species. And if we don't, we also take part in the raising of other people's children. Like we're these very communal organisms. I, I, I agree, like on principle, absolutely. I think that it's wrong from a human rights point of view, um, kind of regardless of where you are, like this is a question of human dignity. And I believe every human to tr be truly dignified deserves reproductive freedom. And you know, there have been places where those rights have been stripped from people. Um, but I also try to wonder how do you balance that with the fact that we live on a finite planet and we're in a society that consumes more per capita than any other society. I think that those are sobering questions to think about. Um, and I don't have, and I can't have answers for other people. As a whole, that we're all becoming more educated. Also, we're having a lot of our needs met. That we're realizing that just because we, it's our right, like to have yeah. to have children, doesn't mean we have, have to. to. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to exercise it. And so I think as a society, and at least maybe here in the U.S., we're recognizing that we don't have to have children. I think a lot of people are realizing that um, the societal pressure, f societal pressure i don't want to and i don't think that's wrong and i'm glad for that um, people are starting to make those decisions based on what their needs and wants are but i think as a whole like there are a lot of people who are deciding to be child free i think it's like this way of while all of it is valid and i'm glad that a lot of people are making that decision and don't think that they're wrong also make sure making sure like well i made the opposite decision and i also want to make sure that both people understand and respect both decisions that no one's feeling like shame or feeling like they're wrong for making a decision yeah. to not have children or making a decision to have children or having the decision to have a lot of children as well yeah you're saying like reproductive rights is like it swings both ways mm -hmm. like we're guaranteeing someone's reproductive rights like in the ability for contraception or abortion but we're also guaranteeing the rights and the dignity associated with choosing to have children. Mm -hmm. Morally and ethically, I agree with you. But I think Blake's element of like finite resources is where this gets very triggering for individuals that have chosen to not have children because they've crunched the numbers and made a decision. It's not always a personal decision. It's mm -hmm. often a social decision. Yeah. There are many ways to experience parenthood. Yeah. Um, and I don't know like if there's a kind of like cute term for it, but like, where Courtney and I have landed is that we're like, we're like parent diverse. <laughs> You're like, like yeah. aunties and uncles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, 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 and unsure and, where in, that'll take us in a really intimate way. And, and also like to, we could take that further and have actively discussed fostering or potentially oh, even okay. adoption. We happen to have our own fertility issues. Um, but you know, we like, there's a lot of satisfaction, like being godparents is, so great and works out so well for us and kind of our personal like the joy of stuff. our life. Yeah, like yeah. that the I honor feel of our life. <laughs> deeply satisfied, but because I'm also a sleepy gal, like I can go home. A type of interaction with childbearing that brings me like great fulfillment, it adds meaning to my life and it, it embeds me in a community of people where even though I don't, I feel I share blood with. You're yeah. basically saying yeah. that all the kids we have are making up for you guys that way. Yeah, that we're a bit, kind of. Okay, yeah. okay cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah you just like plugged in. Yeah. We'll so take two. We have you two guys and a half. take three. Yeah. No, two and a half. We'll cut one in half. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Off and the I, record. And to that Off point. The record. To that point <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> to that point, Blake, I really appreciate that you said that because in my whole greater scheme, like I think that's what I was trying to allude to is like this this mothering and I use mothering because that's my gender and like my gender identity and how I express it but like parenting for any mm -hmm. identity I use the androgynous parenting Thank you, yeah. Yeah. any person who's interacting with children to support them uplift them be there for them take care of their material needs like help them become a functioning adult right in whatever capacity that looks like there's such a plethora of ways to do that that I just so in my younger years and earlier age it was solely mothering a biological child and i just i wasn't exposed to or didn't have a lot of thought process around yeah. the ways that my talents and my tendencies and my nature i mean i had no idea even my profession i just i it's a huge point of privilege that social workers were off my radar like i just didn't know what a social worker did i didn't really know who they were i definitely didn't know i would want to 
continue into graduate studies in social work because I didn't know the profession existed, but I couldn't have imagined uh, a better way to spend the vast majority of my time. All my waking hours, day in and day out, the things I care about, think about, eat, breathe, is is helping children thrive. I feel like as we wrap up this episode, I really want to hear from like our audience to see like what their thoughts are on this because I know like this is going to be something that a lot of people will feel very strongly about. Yeah. Um, and I know that just because as someone who is like the very opposite of we've decided to have a lot of children and you guys have also had like the, your eyes are the opposite of us. We've decided not to have any children that people feel very, very strongly. Currently, we're not, I don't want to like, we're not conclusively child-free. We just currently, yeah, currently don't have any children. Off the record. Yeah. <laughs> Scratch that from the record. <laughs> well, I'm just saying in a sense, yeah. right now, you guys have, yeah. like, you do not have children that people feel very strongly, and I know this will be something that a lot of people will have a lot of strong feelings about, and I'd love to hear from all you guys, because it seems like we've come to the conclusion that there's no right or wrong answer. There's no, and come, to no, not, right? come to of no course. conclusions yeah. in the course of this podcast. Because yeah, even as, like, I'm sure, like, we were reading the Reddit stories and, like, we saw all of the reasonings and what people were feeling about, like, whether or not they were the asshole or whether or not yeah. they were right or wrong. Like, what should I do? Yeah. Like, it seems like uh, even though one of them, they all came to this conclusion, like, she probably should leave that husband. We came to different reasonings from what they said why that she should leave from what we said why she should leave. And so it's, it seems like even though maybe that was the right answer for that situation, right, the reasonings behind it were so different. And it just shows how this sadly is going to be like one of those things that there's no answer, and which I despise as a person who loves having a direct answers. Like, I mean, I think yes, Blake no, this, yes. said it best as well, though, is like we should all have the human dignity to choose for ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a deeply personal choice mm-hmm. that should be protected and have the space for everyone to come to 